Effective listening skills are the greatest skill you'll ever learn because you've got to listen to what your customer wants. What are their needs? What are their desires? What are they actually looking for? So you can only do this by listening to them. Each of us is put together differently. Each of us is one of a kind. Our genetics and how we were raised, where we come from, how we were educated, our experiences, our relationships, all of these things contribute to forming our unique identities. And while we throw this word around authenticity like it's this neat and simple and easy, this safe and common thing, I don't think that it is. I don't think that it's terribly simple or terribly easy and I don't think that it's very common, especially in the workplace. I think that authenticity is actually fairly rare in the workplace. And while I'm not saying that any of us are running around deliberately pretending to be someone that we're not, I think that we do have a very real tendency to play it safe, to play small. We keep a lot of stuff to ourselves, valuable stuff, things like our hopes and our aspirations and our fears and our questions and our frustrations. We keep a lot of that stuff to ourselves because it's a little bit easier and safer that way. It's a little bit easier if we're a lot like everyone else, if we fit in with the rest of the folks. Authenticity is rooted in awareness. It kind of starts with beginning who you know. So I've got some questions for you to wrestle with. The first question is this, do you know who you are? And I'm not really interested in your name or your title. That's the same thing that you tell everyone else and it doesn't really give me a lot of information. Who are you? How would you explain yourself to someone that you don't yet know? And don't use your name or your title. Give me the, the good stuff, the interesting stuff, the unique stuff. The second question is, what are you here for? And I'm not talking about why are you with the organization that you're with today, but I'm talking about what are you on this planet for? What have you been sent here for? This is a question about purpose and about calling. If you don't have some real clarity around what that purpose or that calling is, it's not very likely that you're going to deliver on it. And the third question that I would ask you to reflect on is, what is your gift? What is the thing that you have? The thing about you that makes you unique? The thing that you've always had? If you spend some time reflecting on those questions, who are you, what are you here for, and what is your gift, then you've got a good place to start and you've got the framework for holding yourself accountable. Because then you can turn around and ask yourself, is there any evidence of that? If you wrote down the questions to those answers and went home and read them to your spouse or your neighbor, or your friends or your coworkers, would they know who you were talking about? Have you been living accordingly? Because for most of us, there's a little bit of a gap there. We're not quite delivering on the promises that we make. So there's some opportunity for improvement there. This is a good place to kind of start in your journey towards a little bit more authenticity. And if you're someone that aspires to be a leader, you can also start to think about what are the things that you do to invite authenticity in the people around you. Welcome to the Ambassadors for Business podcast with Bob Wilbanks. Bob is the president of AFB and is leading the way to help business leaders see the partnership between faith and work. Now, here's Bob Wilbanks. Authenticity. How do you accomplish authenticity? The biggest part of that is making sure that your actions match your words. It's really easy to say you're going to do something or to say that you represent something, but authenticity means you genuinely do that and it shows in your actions every single day. Hello and welcome to another Thrive Podcast. Today I've got special guest, John Gamatis from Orange Ball Creative. John's been a part of my CBMC Trusted Advisors group for about the last year. We've gotten to know each other fairly well. Had one of our communications manager, uh, Catherine, go through your recent boot camp. And as we've been talking about a lot of those things, it, it just dawned on me that I needed to have you on the podcast to discuss a lot of this, how finding purpose, you know, the messaging that you put out there can really change not only your business, but your your personal life and the way you go about business in the rest of life. John, 
Welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm John Gamatis. I'm one of the partners in Orange Ball Creative. We're a boutique brand and marketing firm here in the Twin Cities. We do a lot of brand development and brand strategy with businesses. I have a wife and two kids, two 12-year-olds, so 12-year-old twins that keep me very busy. It's a constant juggling act between being an entrepreneur and a dad and a husband, something that's pretty common to all of us as we're trying to figure out our place and and how we do it all and do it all as well as we can and and make sure we're serving God at the same time. So as we've been uh, talking a little bit before the show here, we, we got into an interesting discussion about, you know, what are we doing at work and how that might actually play really well if we were to bring some of that back to the family. Why don't you talk a little bit about how you had a little bit of an epiphany this past week? Absolutely. So we do a lot of work with businesses in developing their brand messages, helping them figure out their vision and purpose, and then putting that into words so they can use that to to continue to build their businesses and communicate to their customers. And one of the things that came up as you and I were talking last Friday was you mentioned how a lot of businesses do that. They do it really well, but we don't ever take the time to do this as a family. We don't bring it home. And kind of like the shoemaker's shoes, we do this very well for clients, but I haven't taken the time to do this with my family. I haven't sat down with my wife and kids. We haven't fully developed our own mission statement, put our values into words and put them down on paper where there's something that we can go to at the beginning of the day and say, hey, this is what we're going to do today. This is what our life looks like. And at the end of the day, we can measure ourselves against that and say, hey, did we do this today? And that was a really eye-opening moment for me to get me to think about that a little bit deeper and to realize that I need to take what I'm doing at work and translate that home to my family and to make sure that I'm, I'm serving my family in the right way by leading that. It's almost like you always hear these things, don't bring your work home with you. But in this case, it could make a lot of sense to bring that process into play and almost have like, what, what's the brand of our family that we want to portray to all those in our neighborhood and church or community that, that we're in, whether the spheres be in sports, whatever it might be. So you, you you brought that home and you took a few steps. What were some of the first steps that uh, you took? We've started having conversations between my wife and my kids and I about what matters to us. What do we value? One of the things within our business is we have a set of six values that we go to all the time. And we've started having conversations about those values in particular and how do they translate to our family. Uh, One of those values is ask to listen. And so we spend a lot of time with our clients asking them questions and then listening and being very intentional and careful that we don't just talk all the time, but that we listen. God gave us one mouth and two ears for a reason. And so, like I said, we try and use that at work, but to bring that home and to use that as a family, we're going to listen to each other. We're going to ask questions that are deep questions, not a yes or no question, but give me a little bit of input into how your day went. Tell me more about that kind of questions. And then to just sit back and listen. As a guy, sometimes I'm locked in on, I'm going to listen, but really I'm only listening because I want to give you a solution. And to really dial that back and say, I'm going to listen just to listen because I want to learn more about you. I value you. You're an important part of our family and make sure that that's really the key, not to just go right into solutions, but really have that interactive conversation. One of the other things that we have on our values list is seek to serve. And And like we talked about earlier, there are moments with our clients where I put our clients on a pedestal and I treat them like gold. And we, we work really hard to do that because they drive our business. They're helping us grow our business every day and they're important to us. To take that and bring Seek to Serve home and say, how am I serving my wife? How am I serving my kids? How are we as a family serving each other has become an important part of that conversation. It's easy to 
treat our businesses like gold and take our families for granted. And that's something that's really come out of the last handful of days is I'm really good at the business side, but I struggle sometimes on the family side. And I think I'm not the only one that does that. I think a lot of us do. And to hit the reset button and say, I'm going to do this different. I'm going to spend my time thinking about how I'm going to serve you and not how you're going to serve me, but how I'm going to serve you. And then erasing any expectations of getting anything back. I'm just going to serve to serve. That's interesting you bring that up. So when we talk about listening, it's definitely a learned skill, I believe. Like your definition of listening, going back to to do this with the kids or even at work, I mean, either way, are there some steps to that? You know, I think the one thing I've learned, especially as a dad with, with kids in middle school, is we spend a lot of time in the car. We're going back and forth between activities. We're getting picked up from school. We're getting dropped off at school. And so I ask, I try to ask a lot of questions that are focused on where are you having challenges today? What's going on with you and your friends? What do you feel like is going really well in your life today? Or where do you feel like you could use a little bit of help? And making sure that those are the questions that I'm asking, where are you at? And tell me a little bit more about where you're at, where you feel like you're getting stuck. That's, I think, important not only in business, but with our kids, especially with kids in middle school. It was important when they were younger, but the older that they get, we're into middle school, we're into bigger challenges, bigger problems. They have friends, they have electronics, they have all the typical middle schooler things that we all had. And I don't recall middle school being awesome for me. It hasn't gotten that much better for them. It's challenging. And so to take the time to say, What's challenging you right now? Where do you wish you could do a little bit better? Where do you wish you had a little bit of help? Where do you wish you just had someone to help you get somewhere? Those are the things that I'm trying to ask and and then listen for. And then let them talk. It's hard with middle schoolers to get them to talk sometimes. So a lot of times the first answer is, yeah, or good. You really have to like poke and poke and poke and keep asking questions. But then the other side of it is too, There's a safety net that has to be part of that. If you're going to ask the questions and you're going to try and dig into some of the tough stuff, they have to feel safe with their response and know that they're not going to get judged, that you're not going to look down on them. You're open to whatever their answer is. And that's a a secret to the listening side is if you're going to ask the questions, you have to be open to tough answers. And they're not always easy. Sometimes the, the responses are a lot more challenging than I'm equipped to deal with. And I don't always know how to even ask the next question because sometimes the response I get from my kids throws me a little bit off. Even the process of having the conversation in the first place is important. The, the communication is big. And that it happens in the exact same way with work. I have to be willing to communicate with my team, to communicate with my employees, and ask the tough questions and be prepared for answers that aren't always easy. That's a big thing. Just being prepared for whatever the response is, it's okay. And we'll, we'll work through it from there. You know, we talk a lot about leading a unified life, yet we were almost taught, like I was saying before, you know, don't bring your work home, don't bring your faith to work. It goes around and around in circles that way. So we as believers, I think we have an awesome opportunity to start to model what leading a unified life means. And, you know, one of the things that struck me when you were talking about that is what if you took that same caring and respect that now you are pouring into your family and then brought that back into that work environment with the people that you're serving. Absolutely. You can't turn it off and turn it on. And I think that's the biggest challenge we have is I'm going to be Christian on Sunday at church. And on Monday when I get to work, I'm going to take on a whole different persona because that's not my work persona. It's my Sunday church persona, or it's my Bible study persona, or it's Wednesday nights when I'm teaching Awana persona. You can't turn it off and on. If you're a Christian, it comes with you everywhere you go. And that means that on Monday morning when I walk into work, Jesus comes in with me. 
And he comes in in the conversations we have. He comes in in the way that I listen and the way I, I ask questions. He comes in in the way that I serve my clients. They have to come with each other on both sides. And that's important because it's not just at work I'm one way and at church I'm another way. They have to be aligned. And it's way too easy to get off track, especially in our work. We're busy. We're distracted. We've got a lot going on and there's a lot of noise. And to take those moments to stop and come back and say, okay, what does my Christian life say about my work life and how do I bring that in, I think is really important because it's otherwise it's too easy to get off track. You're listening to the Ambassadors for Business podcast. So this is where, you know, I'm kind of pulling at those strings a little bit saying, okay, so now that's the way it is at work. And then we bring it back into the family situation or how we're operating in our faith. If you take these same principles and start to put them to work in all areas of your life, it's like we've got our faith. That's a unifying factor. And then what are we learning from our relationships on our personal side? What are we learning through work and some of the processes and so forth and taking the best from each of the areas and applying them to our life in a unified manner? Absolutely. So once we've gone through this process of really starting to ask to listen and then seek to serve, what's one of the next things that you end up doing? One of the other values that we have on our list of six values is push to elevate. And what that looks like for us is when we meet with a client, we spend some time putting a relationship together with them. We spend some time getting to know them. We've asked the questions. We've started to serve them. Now we're able to come in and look at their organization and say, okay, here's a couple of blind spots. And sometimes those blind spots are areas where they're stuck and where we can help them get unstuck. But sometimes the blind spot is you're stuck in a spot and you're not seeing the potential or the opportunities you have out in front of you long-term because you're so focused in the short-term. Push to elevate can be really hard because sometimes what you're pushing somebody to do is get unstuck in something. And sometimes we're comfortable being stuck because it's easy. That's just where we've been. We haven't looked far enough out to see the opportunities or the potential in front of us, or nobody's taken the time to show us that outside perspective of here's some of the potential you have in front of us. So push to elevate is a big part of the work we do to look at a client, work with a client, build a relationship with them, and then say, okay, there's some areas where you're missing right now that we can help to prop you up and we can help to create future success. And it doesn't, like we've talked about, that doesn't stop at work. I can bring that home and I can have conversations with my kids as I'm listening to them. We're having conversations as I'm serving my kids. I can take that next step and I can push them to elevate. What's the greatest life that you could have if you lived exactly the way God wanted you to? What does that look like? Start to envision it, start to think about it, start to put the pieces together that would get you to that spot. And the same thing with my wife. I can do the same thing with her. Between my wife and my kids, they have challenges at school. They have challenges at work the exact same way I do. And to be able to be a voice in there that listens, but then also can provide some of that feedback that helps them to elevate to the next level so they're not just stuck down in the mud and the muck. I think that's really important. I heard, you know, probably the most important piece to that whole puzzle was developing that relationship. Absolutely. Because if you just go in and push without having that relationship, now it's the overbearing, dominant, I'm not going to listen. Walls go up. Yes. Right. So and one of the questions that was rolling around in my head as you were going through that, can you see ways that we can be applying this same principle within our faith walk? Here's an example of that. I have a handful of guys that I've met with for a long time, and we've all gone through different things in our lives. I went through a divorce and I can see it from the, the receiving end. As I was going through my divorce, these guys stood beside me and they constantly pushed me 
to elevate. They pushed me to be my best self, even though I was going through something that was really challenging and really hard. Having groups of people around us that will lift us up when things get tough is probably the best example of push to elevate that we would ever have. And the people that we have around us, in our, like for me, an, an example being these Bible study guys that I had met with for years, they lifted me up and they pushed me to live a better, higher standard life than I probably would have done on my own. And that was really valuable to me. And because I had the long-term relationship with them that I did, I listened. I don't know that I would have listened to them as well if I didn't have that built up foundational relationship with them over years. They put the time and the energy into me because they loved me. And they really helped me to walk the path God had for me, even when it was challenging. I love that. And that's part of that three-legged stool we always talk about within the Ambassadors for Business side of things, where you have a small group that holds you accountable, but is also there to encourage you uh, through those tough times and, and even when things are going well. Yeah. So, so John, as we wrap this up, are there any final thoughts you have on how to bring this all together? So we're, we're asking to listen, we're seeking to serve, and then we're pushing to elevate. I think that every business has a set of values that are, are their DNA. Every family has a set of values that are their DNA. The most important part is to slow down long enough to understand what those values actually are. And as kindergarten as this sounds, to get it on paper, put it down on paper, take the time to meet with your team, take the time to meet with your wife and kids and have a conversation collaboratively about who you are, where you're going, how you want to live, how you want to work and what that looks like to you and build something where, and I think I said this earlier, if I looked at it in the morning, as I was walking out the door, I could say, this is exactly who we are. This is how I'm going to work. This is how I'm going to live. And this is who I want to be. And then at the end of the day, when I walk back in the door, I have my dinner, I'm getting ready to go to bed. I could look at the exact same thing and say, I did that. It gives you a really good tool to measure yourself against. And it's not all about measurement, but at least it gives you something to target and someplace to go with your family. Because without that, if you don't have your values and your mission in place, and you don't know where you're going, who knows where you're going to end up. And it's really easy to get distracted. There's a lot of noise. We talk about this with clients all the time. There's a lot of noise in this world that we're all battling and trying to cut through. And the only way to cut through the noise is to have a really targeted message and a really targeted place that you're trying to get to. And so I think that's the biggest thing. Man, just applying that to the family, you know, I can imagine, you know, if we all had family purpose statements, mission statements, that unifying factor that everybody has helped and, and brought the input to the table and, and it's been crafted, what does that do to a family unit? I think the key to that too is it's really easy. It's almost like setting goals at the beginning of the year. Like beginning of 2019, I set some goals and I put them down on paper. And then if I don't put them out where I can see them all the time, it's really easy for three months or six months or nine months to pass. And I'm going to get to the end of the year and I'm going to go, I didn't hit any of those goals. I missed the mark. It's the exact same thing with your family mission, your values, those purpose statements. If they're not out where you can see them, you're going to miss the mark. I guarantee you, we need that. We need some accountability from an outside circle who's going to ask us, how are you doing in those areas? Are you are you moving in the right direction? So the visibility and the accountability, I think, are the two keys to really making it happen. 
Yeah, we've got a guy in our group that we share, that CBMC Trusted Advisor Group, Joe Godfrey. He actually has that family purpose statement. Yes. And you remember, he every year goes on a, a trip with the family where they, they review their progress yep. and set the sale for the new year. It's an amazing thing. So yeah. thank you for coming and sharing some wisdom today. I really appreciate you taking the time. Now, where do people find Orange Ball Creative and how do they interact with you? Absolutely. So you can find Orange Ball Creative online, orangeballcreative.com. One of the biggest products and pieces that we've really keyed in on is helping clients develop their brand messages, really getting these messages aligned where their entire team can come around and use them to to grow together. And so you can find that at brandbouncebootcamp.com. That's a tool we use. Uh, your team has gone through it and had yes. really good results. That's a really big focus for us and, right now. And that's online where they can Absolutely. actually go through that process. Is yes. there a fee for doing that? There is. It's a downloadable tool that you can uh, you can pay for to use. We do this a lot of times with teams where we'll grab a group of eight to 12 people. We'll work together with a team in their office, in their, in their facility. The boot camp that we have available online as a downloadable is something you can use in your living room. You can use it at a coffee shop. For business owners and, and solopreneurs, that don't have a big team or they don't have a big budget, we really designed this to make this available to them. They have the ability on their own to take this. We call it a BIY, brand it yourself toolkit, and that they can use that on their own. And then we're there to help wherever they need help. Fantastic. So is that something you want to share the price on? Yeah, it's $295 for the download. For the download. Yep, and then absolutely. that's something they, that they own and, and They own it. They can use anytime. it as many times as they want. If they want to use it with their team, they can. And once they've got it, they've got it. They can use it over and over again. We always tell clients it's good to revisit these on an annual basis because who you are today might be different in a year. Um, and the cool thing about the download is it's all the exact same tools that we use when we go into a larger business and work with a team one-on-one. So you're getting all of the exact resources that we would use on any given day with a larger team, but you can use them on your own. And it's applicable even in your family situation. Absolutely. Or, I mean, you can take the, this tool and use it in so many different ways. Absolutely. So, thank you so much, John, for all awesome. you've brought today. I look forward to seeing you out in the field in the near future. Sounds good. There are so many things that grab onto our attention that make us lose focus on what really matters the most in life. In Philippians chapter 4, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Jesus Christ my Lord. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ. In the Greek culture, that word rubbish meant garbage or refuse or even manure or feces. So essentially Paul is saying, perhaps with a smile on his face, everything in life is one big steaming pile of garbage compared to the greatness of knowing Jesus Christ our Lord. Think carefully about your life. What is interfering with your relationship with Jesus? What might be causing you to lose focus? The Ambassadors for Business podcast creates a venue to interview area leaders on how to incorporate their faith at work. One of our core beliefs is that our work can be defined as worship, and we want to use this philosophy to encourage other business leaders to see the benefits of the work and faith partnership. We'll also be using the research of George Barna and Right Now Media to analyze current trends in the marketplace. Thanks for joining us for the Ambassadors for Business podcast with Bob Wilbanks. 
For more information about this ministry, go to our website at ambassadorsforbusiness.com.